Every summer we like to take a series that we're able to go through and, and uh, uh, focus on a different area of God's Word. This time we're going to be going through the parables of Jesus. And so uh, it'll be a lot of fun. If, um, Jesus' parables teach us mostly about what the kingdom of heaven is about which is pretty interesting. So if you want an uplifting kind of summer, we want to talk about what the kingdom of heaven is all about, Jesus, who actually knows something about that, talks about it. And so that's what uh, we'll be going through this summer. Now, when I say we, I mean you, because I won't be here. We'll talk about that today, but uh, it's going to be a great time. Now, to prepare yourself for this, uh, we'll be having guest speakers, most from our church, that'll be I'm coming up and speaking on this, but a, a couple of missionaries and, and others will be coming about this. How do you prepare to, for a series like this? Well, the best thing to do is to read the parables in context, right? And the parables are found in the Gospels, which are the stories of Jesus' life. And so if you want to know how to prepare your heart for this, I'd encourage you this next week uh, to go in and start reading the Gospels. So you say, which Gospel should I read to discover what Jesus said about parables? Well, um, I would suggest Mark's a great place to start because he's really brief. Right? So if you want like a real synopsis, Mark is all about action. He's like immediately, and then Jesus is always doing this, and now he's immediately doing something else, and he's telling these stories. And if you want to read some of the parables like boom, 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 that's a great place to go. And you can kind of see where the parables fit in contextually to what action Christ might have wanted for that. Or say you want to have kind of the bigger picture of the parables and more of the context, the cultural context of, of what he was saying. Well, then read Matthew. Matthew's going to go through and he's going to kind of give you a little bit, they're a little bit longer versions of the parables. So he gives you more details into them. You get more of a full story and you get a little bit more idea, kind of of the bigger picture around it. That's great. So if you want that, read Matthew. Or say you want to say, when in Jesus' life do these parables come along? Because you can see a progression of God revealing what the kingdom of heaven is like. Well, read Luke. Luke's more chronological because he was the only Gentile that wrote in the scriptures, right? So he thought more chronologically. So if you want to see that, how does God reveal more about the kingdom of heaven and in his life and ministry? Read Luke. But here's the thing. Read a gospel read the parables prepare for that something else parables were designed by jesus to take the the amazing thing that god has about the kingdom of god we can't fit in our brains and he's and then to explain it in a way that we could fit some of it in our brains right it's really awesome and it's fun it's for anybody you don't have to have a bible college education you don't even have to have gone to sunday school right you you can just read these parables and understand that what god has for him so this is a great opportunity to bring your friends and families and neighbors and co-workers and those folks who come and work for the summer bring them in invite them uh, they'll be encouraged and uh, it'll be a great thing so that's the parables that will be coming up uh, starting next sunday and uh, pretty excited about it. However, today uh, we finish our two-part series on balance, um, which I'm pretty excited about because uh, it ends in something really awesome for me and hopefully for you as well. This is about, we're finding uh, the Bible simple solution to stressed out living. And so last week we talked about the importance of a Sabbath, right? Taking a day off the, and how, how to do that. And if you miss that message, I encourage you, go to our website, funchurch.com, and it's right there, it's on that you can listen to that message, and, and I encourage you this summer to begin applying a Sabbath into your life. You say, Aaron, but the summer is the busiest time. Exactly, that's when you need it the most. And I already had two people give me testimony this morning that said, Aaron, last week I took a Sabbath, and it was great. So, trust me, it's a good thing. Now, today we're going to talk about something that's very similar to a Sabbath, and it's called a sabbatical, because that's what you will be blessing me and my family with here uh, for the next couple of months. Um, and so we're going to talk about what a sabbatical is because most people have no idea. They say, what is this strange thing that you keep talking about? So we're going to talk about what is a sabbatical. We're going to talk about why I'm going to take one uh, and why you're going to be sending uh, my family and I on one. 
We're going to talk about what we're going to be doing during that time, so you won't wonder. It's not like, you know, I'll be sitting on some mountain, you know, like, hmm, the whole time. So we'll talk about what will I be spending my time doing during a sabbatical. And, uh, and also, what is your part in this, right? Because everything we do in a church, we're a family, we're a body, uh, we do together. And so what role can you play in this? And so that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. So before we do that, however, uh, there's our memory verse today, and it's Ephesians 4, 3, and this does not have anything to do particularly with uh, sabbatical, but it has my heart for you as I'm gone. And it's Ephesians 4, 3, and it says, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. This is so important. And so I, I love this passage. It's, it's my heart's cry for you whilst I'm away. <laughs> That when I come back, that you will be all even more unified. And there will be a greater sense of, of that bond of peace. So, I keep the unity of the Spirit here through this bond of peace. And uh, I think that's really the secret um, of, of, for having uh, Amy and me be have, have the ability to have peace while we're away. Right? And it's an important thing. So please, uh, I know that you may have forget that soon because you may be like me. Somebody will tell you something, like their name, and then before they're done talking, it's already gone, right? And you may have this. So what we've done for you is in your bulletins, there's a memory verse card. And if you take that memory verse card and take it out right now, put it in your pocket, your wallet, or whatever, um, it'll help you uh, to remember this over the next couple of weeks. Okay, so let's talk about what a sabbatical is. A sabbatical is a seventh-year break. That's what it is. And where does it come from? Well, the concept comes from the book of Exodus. And um, in Exodus, Exodus is right there in the beginning of the Bible, right? There's Genesis, talks about how God created everything, and it brings us all the way down to how did he create a people, Israel, right? How did we have that people, right? And then the people in, in Genesis, they end up going to Egypt because uh, God was preparing them. Exodus then picks up the story, and then we find how Moses then brings them out and then takes that people and makes them into a nation, it's a powerful, uh, amazing book. And in that book, when God tells his people, uh, you're going to be part of this covenant, he is creating a covenanted people, there are certain things that he gives them. We call them law because that's what makes us Americans, right, is we have a central law, a constitution, and all those things that hold us together. God gave his people a law and a way of living. And this is one of the laws that he gave them. He said this, for six years you are to sow your fields and harvest your crops, but during the seventh year let the land lie unplowed and unused. It was a different kind of principle that God gave to his people. And he was really serious about this because um, the people forgot about this. The people of Israel, um, they went for a long time and they didn't do this. And so then he gave them a time out in this place called Babylon. So he gave the land a rest. So it was kind of important for him. And God shows us in this. He doesn't command it for us. We're, we're part of a new covenant. But we look at this and say there's a principle. There's a rhythm of life. Like we talked about the sabbatical, right? Or a, a, the Sabbath. Right, there's a rhythm of life, of, of working and refreshing. And so sabbatical was the seventh year rest, and it came along. And it wasn't just for the land, but it was also for the farmers. Right? You think about they were to work, and God said on that sixth year, he would give them a double harvest, so that way they could take some time off and to rest. Now, it was an act of faith, wasn't it? Just as much as an act of faithfulness for them to take that time off? Because what happens if those farmers, they get that double harvest, so it gives, carries them for two years, and then in that year they come back, they don't get a harvest. Right? It, that, that would be death to them. <laughs> so it was, a, it was an act of faith. It was an act of saying, God, are you going to take care of us? And the people, uh, they had to, the farmers had to actually rest. And it was an act of faith for the nation because if you're not a farmer, you survive because there are farmers who actually make, got food for you, right? It was an act of faith for an entire nation. 
And so the sabbatical was a, a reminder, again, it wasn't just a refreshing time, but it was also a reminder time of the presence and the working of God, our, our dependency upon him. And so it is a seventh year rest, and it comes around at a certain time to be able to bring that refreshing and that wonderful reminder. Now, churches have continued this, and also other professions, there's you know, academia and all kinds of things, have continued this kind of practice. And so every seven years or so, um, they'll send a pastor away or, and, uh, to give them a break. Now, I'm not going to be gone for an entire year, right? It's not like you say, Aaron, take a year off. It'll just be a couple months. But it's, it's a time of rest. This is my 14th year serving here at this church, which I can't hardly even believe. Isn't that amazing? 14 years. I know. I was going to put a picture of Amy and me when we first came on here. Like I was like 30 pounds lighter and all like barefaced. It looked like a baby. It was great. Right? 14 years. No gray hairs. Nothing. Uh, it's been a 14 wonderful years. And we hope that this is, uh, you know, right at the beginning, and we have many, many more years to be able to serve you guys. So it's that seventh year break, and that's why I'm taking one this year. Now, the purpose of a sabbatical then is to refresh. That's why we take one. The ministry is wonderful. It is a, it is a gift and a blessing to be able to do this. In fact, I can't imagine spending my life getting to do anything else. It's such a gift which you give me, the ability to come and to care for you and to pray with you and to walk with you through the life storms and to celebrate the highlights of life and to help you grow closer to Christ. And I mean, what I get to do is wonderful. And, it, and uh, as it, it's wonderful it is, it's also uh, it's a lot of work, right? It is. And it can be, uh, it, it just never ends. Um, I think that over the 14 years, um, my family and I have never had a chance to, to, uh, to go away and to not be on call. Um, I've never had a vacation where I haven't received calls <laughs> from the church to help. And you know what? I consider that a blessing. Uh, it's a real gift and a joy to be able to be able to serve our church. Right? I, I, like you don't stop. My job is not a job. It's not like I, I clock out at 5 o'clock and I'm like, I'm not a pastor right now. Right? <laughs> it's like I don't get to stop loving you. And I'm glad that I don't get to stop loving you, right? I, I still care about you at 2 in the morning as much as I do at 2 in the afternoon, right? There's, it's not a time, it's like ministry is not something that ends because it's not a job. In fact, when I was hired, one of the things I loved about how I was hired is, is the elders told me, said, Aaron, uh, we're not giving you a salary to do work. We are freeing you up financially so that you can do the work of ministry. I love that concept. And it's because it's not something that I, it's not like I have 40 hours a week I put in. It's, it's a lifestyle, and it's one that my, myself and my wife and my son have embraced, and it's a gift, but it's a lifestyle. It never ends. Uh, we don't get weekends or holidays or, or times away. In fact, there are very few holidays that I don't receive phone calls. Can you imagine people have the audacity to have life crises not in line with my schedule? <laughs> right? What an honor it is to be invited into people's most difficult times, but what it does mean is that it can also be kind of wearing. Uh, I've never been able to go away and not be on call. And like I said, I don't think we've ever taken a a vacation where I wasn't doing something else. It's either because I'm going to do a wedding or a funeral or something like that. There's an obligation on the other end. But also um, there's the expectation that if somebody has need, that I will help. Now, seven years ago, I did take a sabbatical, but it was a very short one, and it was to take a class. And my wife and my son didn't get to participate in that. and even then I received several calls because our last senior pastor didn't understand computers very well and there were some issues. Uh, so it's after 14 years, it's going to be a time for us to go and to refresh. And we talked about last, you know, last week about kind of that pitcher and the glass. So you, you pour yourself out, eventually there's nothing left. 
to pour. I don't want to get to a point in ministry where I'm burnt out, where I'm so dried out that I can't care anymore. Um, and so we need to go and to refresh. And so emotional and spiritual burnout are the leading cause for people exiting ministry. Time and time again, there's all these different studies that always show why are pastors burning out from ministry or, or leaving, and mostly it's emotional and, 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 and it's exhaustion. And it's not that they, they don't care, they don't love God, they just don't have anything more to give. And so they feel that there's something wrong with them, and so they stop. And the reality is, is that we're just human. And we need time to refresh. And so that's why that we're going to take a time away to refresh. It's so that we can pour it back into you. It's an investment in us so we can invest back in you. And so we, Amy, myself, we want to be here for the long haul. That's been our prayer and our desire. When I was hired here as a lead pastor, when I was brought on and affirmed, somebody asked me, do you feel called to ministry? And I had to stop and think for a second because the answer was no, I don't feel called to ministry. I feel called to ministry here. That's where I feel called, Right? And so we want to be, able to, to be able to run the marathon. We want to be with you to care for you in the long term. And so that's why we're going away for a brief time to refresh so that we can be back and be able to care for you guys and to love you in the way that you deserve and that Christ wants us to. So that's what we're going to do. So let's talk about what I'm going to do. How are we going to accomplish this? How will we refresh? Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't spool down well. I'm really kind of freaked out about this. Um, you know, like uh, if I've been given like a long weekend, I remember a couple, uh, like the last year when I got the flu and I had to lay in bed, right? It was like the second day and I felt horrible. It was like, uh, right? But I was so like, I needed to do something. And so I'm a little freaked out. So how am I going to accomplish this whole refreshing thing? Well, let's talk about where I'm going to be first. So you know where I'm going to be at. And then we're going to talk about how we're going to do this. So where am I going to be? Well, I'm going to be, my wife and I are going to go to a family property that my dad owns in Hawaii. Now, this was just a blessing. Why are we going there? Yes, it's beautiful and all that kind of stuff, but it's because it's free. That's why we're going there. Um, <laughs> right? Um, because we do have to continue to eat and stuff like this. Now, I have to leave Estes Park in order to take a sabbatical. Why? I found this out even on, like, if I take a vacation time, if I still stay in Estes because ministry is not a job, it's just a way of life, if I'm still here in Estes and I see somebody, I, will, I can't disengage. And so I have to leave, and I can't afford to leave for this period of time if I have to pay two rents and all that kind of stuff. Now, my parents, my dad, when he was getting ready to retire, he's thinking of some ways to make a little extra um, income, and so he bought some property. They bought some in, in this little village in Hawaii. Now, if they bought it in Detroit, we'd be going to Detroit. I'm so grateful. That's just the <laughs> gift of God that we get to go there. So we're going to go to this place in, on the big island of Hawaii. I'll show you a picture in a second where it's going to be. It made the most sense. There's a car. It's all furnished, everything. And what a gift that my parents have given our church to be able to provide for us for that. And so I'm very grateful for them. Um, And as it turns out, our God is a God of great blessing. Um, He didn't send us to Detroit. He's sending us to a place where you can actually refresh. It'll be uh, near sea level, which will be really great for, for our health um, it's going to be at a place that's uh, a very peaceful area. So I'm going to show you where it's at, and we could just think that's just the nature of God. So here's where Hawaii is. That little star <laughs> is, is where we live, and so we'll be far away. Why I show you that so that you'll, you'll understand, if you call me during my sabbatical, I can't help. I am literally on an island, okay? If, if you need something, there's Zach, and there's the elders, and there's lots of other people in the church that can help you. I am there, Okay? That's where I will be. Now, where on the island am I? Hawaii, if you, it's, it's the big island that's there, and that little dot's where the, the, the 
condo is. So that's where we're going to be spending our time. This is what it looks like. If you're looking from the beach in, it's this little tiny village that sits up off of the, the shore. So it's not really a touristy area. It's kind of more of like a, um, I think it was designed to be like a retirement village, but then all the workers who built it liked it so much that they built a little community there. And so that's where it is. Um, it's kind of surrounded by a bunch of uh, a lava flow. So it kind of looks like you're driving through the moon till you get there. And it's like a little oasis. Um, and it's uh, about two some miles to the beach. So it's a, it's a pretty little place between the mountains and the shore. This is what the condo looks like. That one where the arrow is on is actually the condo where we were staying at. So if anybody asks where we are, now you know. That's where we're going to be. Um, and so praise God for that. All right. So what am I going to do whilst I'm there? Well, the first thing is I'm going to have two main focuses on my sabbatical. And I had a long time to really think about this. What will I be doing? The first focus I'm going to have is I'm going to invest in my family. Um, I am always on call. And so they never get me fully. And so my wife and my son, that's part of what they get to sacrifice for the kingdom. And and they're glad to do that. But this is our time to be able to invest back into them. And so I'm going to give them my attention, my full attention and our time. I'm going to invest in them. Um, And so um, this, I believe this sabbatical is as much for them as for anybody. Uh, They get to actually just be at peace (laughs) and to rest. So I'm going to take walks with my wife. I'm going to throw the football around with my son. We're going to talk. We're going to put our cell phones away, and we're not going to be checking social media, and we are going to just invest in one another, and that's what we're going to be doing. The second thing that I will be doing on this is I'm going to refresh because that's the whole point of this. So I'm going to go to different churches with my family. We're going to, I'm going to actually get to sit and listen to sermons. I'm so excited for that. Uh, I, I didn't realize when I got to preach. I love preaching, but one of the downsides of when you're preaching is that you don't get to go to to church and to listen to somebody who spent a a whole week pouring into God's word and then being able to to give you the cream, right? And I'm so looking forward to that. Um, We're going to engage in worship. We're going to go, as we go to these other churches, and we're going to worship and and fellowship with other believers and enjoy that global uh, love, that family that we have in Christ. Um, I'm going to spend a lot of time with God and in reflection as I go into the word, not just reading because it's impossible for me now to read the Bible without thinking, how am I going to preach something or how am I going to teach something? Right? Cause that's, even if that's not my main intent, even when I'm in my devotional time, I'm reading this and God gives me an insight and I'm like, Oh, and I write that down. Cause I got to tell somebody that I want to take a couple months and just, just connect with God and just have conversations between me and him. And it's going to be so cool. I don't want to pray about you and, and ask him what does he have a desire for the church for these next seven years. What does God want? Right? I'm going to spend time refreshing with God. And I'm also going to miss this church a lot. I'm going to miss you guys a ton. And uh, that's really a hard thing for me because you're not just a, you're not a job. You're my family. And I care for each of you. I may pray for each of you every single week. And I, I know you and I know your struggles and your joys. And, um, and it's going to be really difficult for me to step away uh, for a couple months. And, but I think there is this truth that absence makes the heart even grow more fond. And, uh, and so hopefully it works both ways. We'll see. But, uh, <laughs> but I will miss you. Um, and so that's what I'll be doing. Now, um, other than that, how can you support not just me but also the church? 
All right, this sabbatical is an investment not just in my family, but it's also an investment in this church, the stability of the church. So the longer a church can have a good leadership, right, and, and love and all that kind of stuff, the better it is. It's not healthy for a church to burn out their leaders, right? That leads to uh, when a leader gets burnt out, then they stop having the capacity to care for the people as much, and so people become neglected, and uh, there can be all kinds of, uh, of disunity that starts with that. And so investing in us is also an investment primarily in you guys. And so how can you invest in the health of this church by investing in the sabbatical? Well, let's talk about some important things that you can do, and your support is critical in this. The first one is you need to attend church. Uh, see, uh, this is not an excuse to ditch church, right? When Aaron's gone and Amy's gone, oh, well, we don't have to go to church. Because the thing is that church isn't about me. You know, Aaron Dorman can't save anybody. But Jesus Christ can, and he does. And this is his church, and Jesus will still be here, right? The Holy Spirit will still be here. You know, it's very important that you guys help one another. I won't be here to draw you, so you need to draw one another in that. Just because I'm away doesn't mean I'm not still concerned for your spiritual health, right? I still care for you. And if I'm away and I'm worried that you guys are all drifting and and wandering through the summer, that does me no good, Come and serve one another. Be here. Right? So one of the most important things you can do whilst I'm away is to continue to connect. Now, here's a cool thing is that uh, I'll be able to know if you did that or not when I come back. <laughs> right? So be here. Uh, continue to, to care for one another and love one another. It's some powerful thing of being in church. Another thing you need to do is honor Zach, our associate. Um, he's going to pick up a lot of extra responsibility. And whilst I'm away, he is lead pastor. Not just in title, but with authority. If he makes a decision, he needs to make the decision. Zach should not be asking, what would Aaron do? Zach needs to be asking the question, what will Christ have me do? Right? And he needs you to support him in that. It's a new role, and it's a different role. So give him a lot of grace, but give him your support. Follow his lead. Just the same way as you followed mine. Give him that same level of respect and honor and dignity that you've, you've afforded me. Make his work a joy like you've made mine work a joy, right? That's what we need to do. Honor Zach and, and support him, but also the way that you can honor Zach is also support Margot. Uh, she's going to be giving up her husband in an extra way. Zach's role as a youth pastor, well, that's where he's right now, is on a missions trip. He's coming back today, and then two days I leave. And so he doesn't really even get a chance to catch his breath. And Margot, she has to give up her husband as not just a youth pastor and a worship pastor, but now also as a lead pastor, So support her, care for her, pray for her, encourage her in this, right? Uh, Let her know that you are uh, supporting their family in the midst of this time. But honor Zach, and uh, that's a a huge thing that you can do. Another thing to do is serve one another. I will not be here to serve you every week. I'm not going to receive every week the prayer lists for your special needs. I'm not going to be going through every single day and praying for each of you by name. I'm not going to be calling you up if you're missing or sick or things like this, right? Uh, And Zach, he's picking up a lot of extra responsibility. He can't do the work of two people. Care for one another. If somebody's gone and you recognize they're missing, call them up. Maybe they're sick. Maybe they're hurt. Maybe something bad happened in their life. Care for one another. Encourage each other. If you see a brother or sister that is hurting throughout the week, come alongside them, right? Minister to one another. You've been empowered by God to do that. You've been called by God to do that. But now, even more than ever, I need you to do that for one another. We need to be a church that's actually loving one another in a real and profound way. Now, you guys already do a great job at this, but I'm mentioning it because it's even more important because I will be gone. And so you lose that extra level of care.
So I'm going to be asking you guys to step it up in caring for one another. And then the next thing that you can do is to not cause trouble. Don't cause trouble. Okay? That happens. Right? And this is huge. See, um, when a leader steps away, there's an idea that then there's a, a void or a vacuum of leadership, right? And so what happens times is that the people think that I need to step up and to take that, that, that head or that leadership. But here's the thing, is that I'm not the leader of this church. Jesus is. Always has been, always will be. This is his church. And he's not going anywhere. And the Holy Spirit, he's still here just as much, Right? There is not a vacuum of leadership in this place. If I leave, Jesus remains. This is not the time to, to, uh, to go and to, to start a different campaign or something like this. This is a time that we can continue doing what Christ has already caused, called us to do. And if Zach is following the Lord just as I am, that we'll be doing, we'll be on the same path, won't we? So, guard yourselves against wolves because the enemy uses sabbaticals to destroy churches. And you can see all kinds of times when he's done that throughout church history and things. Guard yourself against wolves. Who are wolves? Sometimes they're sheeps with bad attitudes. Right? You know, you can be the wolf. How do you know? No wolf thinks they're the wolf, by the way. How do you know if you're the wolf? Well, if what you want to bring in causes division in the church, you're a wolf. So if you think about, I want to do something and it's going to blow up the church, or I, you know, I'm going to do this thing and, it, and it's going to create division, then it's not from God. And it's not the time. This is not the time to go and to, to have a power play. And I know that the enemy likes to do that. And I have not had any sense that that's going to happen, but I'm going to mention it because I believe in, in we, if we're all aware, <laughs> we can look at ourselves and our own motivations and say, let's honor the leadership, let's follow Zach, and uh, let's, let's guard ourselves, let's not cause trouble <laughs> whilst I'm away. So some ways that you can do that, um, you can ask, if something can't be done in my presence, it probably shouldn't be done in my absence either. Right? Because then there's the wrong heart. Doesn't mean that I'm not open to new ideas, but let me be part of that, right? <laughs> and let, let you be part of that as well. So, um, something else that you can do is um, not to tolerate gossip or divisiveness. The enemy works in a way that he gets people to co- gossip and, and to, to cause, uh, um, you know, one person against another or one faction against another. Don't allow that to happen, right? So, if there's gossip, Shut it down. Say, wait a second, let's resolve this in a good and a peaceful way. But let's not tolerate divisiveness. So don't cause trouble. Okay, other than not causing trouble, something else you can do is to pray. Pray is huge. Why? Because our God is a powerful God. He is a good God, and he is in charge of of this entire world, and he is here. And uh, when we talk to God about our needs uh, and our desires, um, he actually listens to us. Oh, look at that, came back. Um, So here's some things I want you to pray for. Pray for the church. I'm not going to be here praying for the church every week, right? That's part of the rest, right? So I need you guys to step up, and I need you to be praying for the church. Pray for its health and its protection and its guidance, right? Pray for the leadership. Pray for those that hurt, right? Pray for the weak, right? Pray that God will continue to direct and to guide this church. Pray for it. Pray for my family, please. Uh, this is a time, I already told you, that it's, it's, a, it's a time that uh, they've really never had for this, that God makes the most of these next few weeks together as we are get there. Pray for them. Pray for me too, that God will allow me to swool down. I, I'm not kidding. I'm a little freaked out about, I don't know what I'll do with myself when I wake up and I don't have an agenda, when I don't have, this is what you have to do today. And, uh, and so pray for me that God maximizes his time because I don't want to come back having squandered this. 
So pray for me that I will be able to, to receive the refreshing that God has for me so I can come back and care for you in a way that is loving and a way that, uh, that you deserve. All right, so that's what a sabbatical is. That's where we'll be doing. That's, that's where I'm going. That's what we'll be doing. Um, if you have other questions about it, of course, you can always talk to me. I won't leave. I leave Wednesday morning, so you have till then. Um, but before I, I, I go with this, I do have some commitments I would like you to make. Now, every week I have got commitments in the connection card on the back side. So if you take that out, you want to be looking there. Now, most weeks I ask you guys, hey, why don't you select one or two or whatever you feel that God's leading to you on these. I'm going to ask you to this week to commit to these things. <laughs> All of them. This is a little different than most weeks. But the first week I'm gonna, thing I'm going to ask you, before, bef- between you and God, I'm going to ask you to commit to this, that you'll attend church, that you'll actually be here. Right? And if you're a guest, go attend your church wherever you're at. Right, Go and do it. Say, so you know what? I'm going to be there. Commit to that. Or maybe the second thing that you can commit to is to honoring Zach. Right? And say, you know what? During these, while I'm away, I'm going, to, I'm going to commit between me and God. I'm going to honor Zach and his leadership in that. Or maybe what you also can commit to, maybe, not just maybe, this is what I'm challenging you and hope that you do. Commit to serving one another this summer. As you see others in need, ask for God to show you opportunities and take advantage of those opportunities and serve one another. Or how about this? Uh, I'm going to ask you to commit to this, not to cause trouble. Right? If you don't check this, <laughs> we're going to talk. <laughs> Between you and God, just say, you know what? I'm not here to cause trouble. We're going to be with the unity of the body. We're going to make every effort to keep the, the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. If you can make that commitment between you and God, let us know. And also, I would ask you to commit to pray this summer. Pray for the church. Pray for my family. Pray for me. All right? In addition to those commitments, if there's anything else that you'd like to commit to, please let me know. If there's a prayer request, I do get to pray for you this week because I don't leave till Wednesday morning. So I get to pray for you this week, and I would sure love the opportunity and the privilege of doing that. So let me know what's going on in your life and and how I can be uh, talking and and joining you in prayer and bringing your concerns before God. I would sure love that. And then here in a second, uh, we'll take our offering. As we take our offering, please take these connection cards, put them in the offering basket as it's passed, and and, uh, we would be appreciative of that. All right, so please uh, join me now as we pray for our offerings and our commitments. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and kindness. We thank you for your wisdom and your sovereignty. And Lord, that your foreknowledge of, as well as your, your brilliant design that when you created us, you designed us not to just be uh, slaves. You designed us to have the need for rest and refreshing so that way we could spend the majority of our time going out and doing and serving and caring. Father, over these next couple months, as I am away, I pray that you would help this church, Father, to keep that, that uh, unity of the Spirit here, that you would bless them with that bond of peace, that it would be unbreakable. Lord, that uh, this church, whilst I am away, wouldn't just stagnate, but would grow the kingdom. Lord, just as it says in, in your word, that the, that the very gates of hell can't, can't hold up against us. And so, Father, I pray that you would empower this church to go and to continue to increase the kingdom of God. Father, I pray not just geographically and in numbers, but also in depth in their hearts and their very souls, that your kingdom would invade our, their very lives. Lord, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done right in their own life and their heart as it is in heaven. And Father, I pray because you're an eternal and a sovereign God that you would do that very same thing for me and my wife and my son while we are away. Lord, I pray that this time of of refreshing for us as sabbatical would be effective, 
that would be honoring to you. And God, that uh, because of it, when we return, that our church would be even on better footing to be able to carry out that wonderful commission that you've given us, that we could be disciples of Jesus then build disciples of Jesus. Lord, bless these commitments that are being made today. Help the church and us to keep them in a way that honors you and builds the church. We pray for our commitments and as well as also our offerings and our tithes. Lord, uh, take them as investments in your kingdom. Uh, Lord, as practical expressions of our faith in you, we ask in Christ's name. Amen.